Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, virtually, is my brother, Alex. Alex, how you doing? Oh, man, it's, it's Monday, but I'm doing a lot better than I was Sunday. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cured now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, heard, I heard Sunday specifically in the morning was a little bit rough. Yeah, a lot of bit, a lot of bit rough. Uh, we had a, it was my niece's uh, sweet 15. You ain't as young as you used to be, brother. I know, man. And, and yeah, I, I found that out yesterday morning. It was, it was my daughter, it was my niece's uh, sweet 15. Right. You know, the Hispanic cultures, they celebrate at 15 years old, right? Right not sweet 16 but uh you know <clears throat> it was a uh it was a very fun party uh an open bar Ooh. which that just they had this i know you don't like fruity drinks this is not really a fruity drink and i thought about you every time i drank it and i lost count so i don't i don't even remember but <laughs> I think you would like this drink because it's it's sweet. I mean, you're you're a sweet guy. It's yeah. a uh, salted caramel crown royal. Ooh. Yeah, I, like I mean crown royal. Uh, and I know you like caramel. Yes. And you know, after three or four shots, you know, you think you're drinking water, and yeah, you know, you're just pounding them bags. So it was. So it was a very interesting night. So, so here's my question. Did we have any ejections? No, no ejections. Thank goodness. No, no, none. Uh, you know, it, it, it got to a point where, you know, things blacked out a little, a little right. bit. Right. But thank God that my wife takes good care of me. So, so long as the drinks only flow in one direction. Right, right. It's not that bad. It's when they flow yeah. in both directions or out of three directions, that's when it's a little too much. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't have any of those. Uh, I, or I, at least I didn't have any of those uh, issues. So reversal of in. reversal of fortune, as they call it at the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, uh, in spite of all of my laughter, I am really in a, well, I think I've gotten a little bit over myself, but I am... I'm in a, I'm not in a bad mood anymore, but I mean, I was, I was livid this morning. I have never, I have never shed tears from anger, but I almost did this morning. I was so freaking mad that my head was about to explode. Like I could feel my ears getting hot. My blood pressure was up. I was irate. So for years we've been doing this podcast and ever yeah. since you know, this is the Houston Marathon shirt that we got after uh, Hurricane uh, Harvey, right? That came, Hurricane Harvey came through in August. And, and then in January, they had the marathon and it was these Run Houston Strong shirts. And so you've seen me periodically wear this. I still, I still wear it. The Houston Marathon is very near and dear to me. I've run 25 in a row. And, um, you know, obviously, the way we came together after Hurricane Harvey to me has always meant a lot. Uh, it's always meant a lot to me in terms of 
why I love this city and why I love this town. <clears throat> so what made me irate this morning was uh, I read the pr a press release came out this morning that they canceled the Houston Marathon. Now, it wasn't a shock to me. Um, I've been saying for a couple of months now that I was saying I would not be surprised if Houston got canceled because that's just that's just the way it is. It's hard. You know, the Houston Marathon is a pretty big marathon. It uh, usually has 27,000 participants between the marathon and the half marathon. And so it's a big event. And if you've ever been to a marathon, I mean, you pack 27,000 people just about as close as you can before a start line, before you, you know, the gun goes off and people start running. So it is very uh, not social distancing friendly, right? right. Um, However, that did not change my level of irateness. I mean, I was, I was steaming mad this morning. I was so mad. I wanted to walk around and just lick somebody. Just fuck it. Give me COVID, right? Like, give me COVID. <laughs> fucking shoot me with some COVID right in the vein right here. Let's fucking get it in there. Get me sick. Get me done. And then, you know, I can go on the other side and fucking live my life normal because I'm sick and tired of this fucking COVID life we live now. And I was, I was livid. And I'm still, I'm still pretty hot. I'm still running pretty hot. I can tell. Um, but at the end of the day, right, it is what it is. This is, the, this is what we choose to live. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling all the friends of the Positive Sports Podcast right now, on January 19th or whatever that fucking day is that we were supposed to run the race, January 12th or whatever it is, I am going to downtown Houston at 5 in the morning and at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go down there, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to get my last bit of fueling in and all that other shit. And at 7 o'clock in the morning, I am going to start the Houston Marathon just like I have for the last 25 years. And I'm going to run the course as best I can. It's obviously not going to be the same because, right. you know, they close off streets and I'm not going to run in traffic or against traffic. Oh, well, maybe I will. I don't know. But I'll make it uh, dangerous. I, that's right. I'm going to do the best I can to run the course, and I am going to run 26.2 miles because COVID can go suck a fat one. I am not going <laughs> to let this shit stop me from one of the – truly one of the most special events to me in my life. I've done it for – I've done it every year for more than half of my life, and yep. I'm not going to stop now. F them. F COVID. I'm still running on January or whatever. I'll give you the details when I get there. If you want to go, come on out and boo me or, or cheer me on or throw some COVID at me or whatever, I don't give a shit. But that's what I'm doing. That's how my morning's been. <laughs> you know, well, that's a good way to turn a negative into a positive. That's what and we do here. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you might not be the only one that that does that. Oh yeah. There's going to be a I mean, lot of people. There's going to be yeah. a lot of people that will try to run the course. Maybe not that day, maybe the day before, maybe the weekend before, like it'll be spread out. But I would dare to say there's going to be quite a few people that are going to do the same thing. And quite frankly, I don't care. I don't care if there's no one there. I don't care if everyone's there. I don't give a shit. In fact, if all 27,000 people showed up, I'd be like, fine, I don't give a shit. I am running this race. This is what I do. Now, are you going to run mask on or mask off? Um, I, either way. You know, 
I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I have been training in a mask. I don't do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. And sometimes when I, when I go for a run, I pull it down and put it, pull it back up. Like sometimes right. I give myself a little like two minute break and then pull it back on. But I've been running with a mask because here's the thing. It's annoying, right? When you go to the grocery store or, you know, if you're not used to it, it, it's annoying, right? Like if, if you yeah. go to the grocery store and you spend 45 minutes in there shopping and you have to have it on the whole time, it gets annoying. So I made the decision a while back. The only way I'm going to get used to this fucking thing, wear it all the time. And what more difficult time to wear it than when you're trying to run in this fucking yeah. heat, right? So I've right. been wearing it. I've been wearing it on my training runs. Okay. Again, not 100% of the time. I'd say roughly 50% of the time. And so if there's a shit ton of people there, I, I may wear one. I don't know. I, but I, honestly, I don't care. In fact, if if the mayor came back and said, okay, we'll do the marathon, but you have to wear a mask for the whole thing, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. I'm a runner. I'm in the pain business, bro. I am in the pain and suffering business. I ain't afraid of wearing no fucking mask for four hours. I, I wonder if, if the commission, right, will uh... – will change that decision as it gets as no maybe not right because as it gets closer less time to prepare right it's, but the reason they made the announcement now is because they can't see a clear path to being able to put it on and it's such a right. big event like i said twenty-seven thousand people and actually they've got a 5k the day before um you know the expo is a big deal at the george r brown the big convention center yeah. in houston it's just it's just too much and they couldn't take the chance of investing all of the money and time into it and then having it cancel in January, which is why we're getting notification of it, you know, three and a half months before race day. Right. But I will be at the Houston Marathon. Count me in. Look, the little sign above me, the Houston Marathon. I will be there on race day. I don't remember what day it is exactly, but I don't give a fuck. Well, you better start training. Oh, I've been training, bro. I've been training. I've been dealing with this heat. I've been wearing a mask in the heat. I'm ready. I'm ready. So ready, Eddie. So you know, I'm in. I'm deep into the training, trying to get to to the big day in January. Now, someone who is almost to the big day are the Lakers in the Heat. The series is two one. We're we're just a few games away. We're about a week away at most from someone being crowned the NBA champion of this crazy 2020 season. Last night, Jimmy Butler put on a show scoring 40 points or 43 points, whatever it was, and the Heat beat the Lakers by 11 to make it a 2-1 series. Now, the Heat have some injuries. They have a couple guys that they couldn't play last night. It was nice to see him win a game, but realistically, do you think they have a chance, Alex? Man, I mean, yeah, they have a chance, but I don't know how. Look, we've heard the Lakers, probably specifically LeBron, put a call into the NBA office during the Denver Nuggets series regarding fouls, right? And the game after that, uh, you know, 
the, the Lakers got, you know, went to the line quite a bit. So it seemed like last night uh, the Lakers weren't getting some calls. The NBA right? forgot to call the refs. Yeah. Uh, well, look, LeBron, I'm sure, stayed up late, you know, writing an email, getting getting his uh, his uh, his plea ready to to you know have the NBA do something about this these fouls and in, in, in for Game Four. So I don't know, man. I, I hope Bam and Dragic, uh, you know, come back. At least Bam. Uh, I think Bam will. I, I think I think Dragic is done for this series. If I had to guess, yeah. But man, I I don't know. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm glad the Heat won game. Um, but I don't know. I I think I think at the end, I think LeBron and Anthony Davis will just be too much. I mean, the first two games, it looked like they looked like matchup problems. Yeah. You know I what? Like the, I, I will say this: I was happy that the Heat won a game. Uh, I felt like it would have been—I don't want to say unfair. That sounds, yeah. I, I almost feel like it would have been unfair that if they didn't win a game. They've been so good since they came back to the bubble. They've obviously played very well in the, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. I didn't think they were going to win this series, but I didn't think they deserved to be swept either. And so I'm glad they won one game. Uh, what did you think about your buddy LeBron walking off the court with five five seconds left or whatever it was in the game? <laughs> yeah, well, it was more like ten seconds left. Was that? Uh, I mean, look, they they didn't have a chance, right? Right. I mean, they they weren't going to win, right? They were down eleven points or whatever it was, but I mean, you know, they could have fucking charged them for like a delay a game. You know what I'm saying? Because he walked off, and then the guys on the bench had to take off their warm-up suits to get in the game so they can finish off the last few seconds. And, like, just fucking stay in the game. Like, what's – so LeBron can dish it, but he can't take it, right? So supposedly Jimmy Butler said, you know, Jim, uh, LeBron told him uh, during the first quarter they're in trouble – and then Jimmy Butler returned the favor and said the same thing after a drive to the basket in the fourth quarter uh, that put the heat up by seven or nine. And he replied back to LeBron with the same thing, right? That you're in trouble. They're in trouble. And, you know, in sports, you got to know how to win and how to lose. Like, you can't be a sore loser. I don't think anybody likes that, you know, and it just comes off. It yeah. just comes off the wrong way. And, you know, if, if you've been listening to this podcast uh, and Ed, you know, me with LeBron, I, I, I dislike the guy, a hell of a fucking basketball player, hall of famer, top five, whatever you want to put him all the time. But as a person, I, even though I don't know him personally, the things that he says and his actions sometimes are just, they're fucking annoying. Yeah. They're and, annoying. You know, and, and this is why – I think this is why LeBron's not universally loved because he does shit like this. And it's just it, – it's just like it, – it's just a dick move for the sake of being a dick. Like, you, you're not – you're not accomplishing – like, what does he think he's accomplishing by, by doing that? 
You know, now obviously in the moment, he's not thinking about what am I trying to accomplish here? But it's like he never stops to think, you know, how it reflects on him, how it reflects on his team, the league, his teammates. You're right. Guys had to come off and take off, you know, warm-ups to go out on the court for the last uh, second of the game because the shot clock had expired and it was a turnover. It's like, just, just don't be, don't be an ass, you know, like why? Cause you're upset. Cause you lost. Hey, LeBron, you've been in the league for 17 years. You've lost basketball games before. In fact, you've lost games in the finals before. In fact, you've lost entire series in the finals before, bro. This isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to you, right? right. Like just, just be a man, stand there until the final buzzer and, you know, call it done. Look, when, when, the, when, the, when the pass was inbounded in, they inbounded it to Caruso, and Caruso underhanded punched it up in the air, right? That's kind of a dick thing to do, but that's not that bad, right? Like, that's a little frustration. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't really disrespect anybody. I mean, maybe, maybe Mr. Spaulding doesn't like the way you treated his ball, but other than that, it's just not that big a deal, right? Yeah. Stay on the court and do that. Stay on the court and do that, but don't walk off and leave your teammates hanging, right? Because it just feels like, well, I'm upset, so I'm going to leave. Look, everybody's upset. One through 12 is upset. The coaches are upset. Your fan base is upset. Everybody's upset. It's okay, you know? And it's like, act like a 17-year veteran and don't act like a five-year-old. That's my problem with it. If I, if I was a member of the, Heat, of the Heat team, I would have – because I think Jimmy Butler took the inbound pass. I would have went and stole the ball from him and shot it just so we wouldn't have a turnover. Now that would now would would that have been a dick move? By Jimmy Butler? Yeah, a little By bit. By anybody on the Heat? Yeah, a little bit. You know, you know what? You know what the trash talk needs to be in Game Four, right? Like as soon as the Heat go up three. Yo, LeBron, you may as well just leave now, bro. <laughs> it's over for you, man. Just go ahead and leave, man. Just go ahead and leave. You ain't going to win nothing here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I hope – I mean, I mean I'll mean, i be rooting for the Heat. I don't know if I'm rooting for the Heat or I'm rooting against LeBron. I'm, I'm probably rooting more for against LeBron. But, I mean, you know, the Heat – I mean, fucking Jimmy Butler – Butler put up 40 points, didn't attempt not one three-pointer. Jimmy Butler is playing his ass off. He really is. Triple-double. It's just he is, he is laying it all out on the line. And you know what? I really like the attitude of that Heat team. And it made me think that they were going to win one game at some point, even <laughs> if uh, Bam and Dragic didn't come back. Because you heard all the comments after game two, and it was like, we have to win. It wasn't, yeah. oh, you know, we got some injuries and we're going to do the best we can. It was, we have to win. It wasn't, you know, it was very Michael Jordan-like. He was in the moment. He didn't care about, you know, he didn't care about all the external factors affecting the moment. He only cared about the moment. He only cared about the game. He only cared about game three. And if all he had was these guys to go to war with, then he didn't worry about not having uh, Dragic. He didn't worry about not having Bam. He just worried about the game. And Spolster said the same thing. And look what happened. You know, they played. They played a good basketball game. They were up throughout the game. Um, yeah. 
I think at some point the Lakers were up, but it wasn't very much. And so it wasn't for long either. Yeah, and it wasn't for very long. So hats off to the Heat. And, you know, really, Jimmy Butler is, you know, he's making himself into a fan favorite the way he the way he's yeah, behaved he really and the way he's played in this in this series and this playoff run and the whole bubble thing. It's fantastic. I, I love it. But I, I still think I the think, Lakers are gonna win. Yeah. It's too well, much. We went from we went from the heat. I went from the Heat are going to win 4-1 last week to yeah. now I don't even know if they're going to win. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think having Spolster as a coach really is huge for that team, man. Spolster's really – I mean, he's becoming a bigger star every day that this series goes by. Yeah. You know. Uh, moving on, we made it through the wild card round of the playoffs. And look, you may not like it. You may not like it, Alex. But Carlos Correa is here. They're here. They're here. I mean, they're here. They, they took out the vaunted Minnesota Twins, the team, a team that has not won a playoff game since 2004. So just step back, man. They're here. Carlos, I don't care. You beat the Twins. Yeah, well, they they beat a good team. They beat a good team. They yeah. won the Central. A good team yeah. that hasn't won a playoff game, not a playoff series, a playoff game. Yeah. In sixteen years, they've lost eighteen straight playoff games. Like, if they make it to the playoffs, you're guaranteed a sweep. <laughs> That's insane. Eighteen that crazy. Games. Huh? That's eighteen straight. 18 straight playoff games. Wow. <clears throat> it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And I'll tell you what. The Astros are cheaters, okay? They cheated, okay? But I'm not going to lie to you. I like I like this trash talking from Carlos Correa. Every sport needs a villain player, villain team. <clears throat> and although and although the Yankees are that evil empire, right? I kind of want to see the Astros go a little further. Like, I, I, I like it. I think it's good. And, and what makes this division, these div- division series, even juicier is that they are division series. It's, it's the A's against the Astros. It's the Rays against the Yankees. It's the Marlins against the fucking Braves. It's the Padres against the Dodgers. Know, like, isn't that crazy how it works? It's a lot of juicier, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can go ahead and just do away with the Central. Yeah, that's right. The the big, bad Central. Just get rid of all the Central teams. Huh? The big, bad Central that had three teams. Six. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Right, I meant three from American, three from – But, yeah, six total teams. None of them are left. Bye. Bye. How funny is that? That's amazing. That's insane. It is. Look, I uh, I, I agree with you. I think having um, having an you know having a villain is good, especially in baseball where it's kind of harmless villain, right? Like no one's gonna. It's not like football where you can like hit someone at the knees and ruin their career. It's fucking baseball. No one's gonna. Yeah. And all they're gonna do is stare at each other, and you know they'll come out of the dugouts and you know yell a little bit closer. That's about it, right? Right. Um. <clears throat> So I, I agree with you. However, you know, 
he's got to work on his villain game, right? Like maybe add an evil laugh or something. But 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 to thump your chest because you beat the Twins, a team who hasn't won a series, hasn't won a game since 2004, you know, he needs to find a different way to thump his chest. You know, we're here and we're ready to take on anybody. You know, uh, we're, we don't, we don't care about the past. All we care about is this season and we don't care who's in front of us. We're going to, you know, we're going to charge ahead as far as, you know, something, but don't, don't thump your chest because you just beat the twins. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, number one, I think he's admitting that they cheated and now in in the way, like all the shit that he's saying, I, I think he's in a way admitting that that they cheated. Okay, how, but how? Well, because I, I I think at this point he doesn't care. Like everybody knows, right? Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. But he's not admitting it. Well, he's not gonna say, "Hey, I." But I think, I think through through a few words, he's admitting it. It's not like he's saying, "We ain't cheating this year, and we're here again." What do you think about that? <laughs> that would be kind of a, a tacit admission. I don't think he's admitting it. He's just. I think what he's doing is he's addressing all of the hate that the Astros have gotten and how no one well, wants to be there. Well, and he's but he's also saying, "We're not cheating now. There's no way for us to cheat, and we're and we're here." But he didn't say that. Well, sometimes you don't have to say something to mean something. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're reading it. I like it, man. Too much. I like it. What are the chances that we get bench clearing brawls in all four division series? Uh, we won't get it from the Braves and the Marlins. That Marlins team, you know, that Marlins team has only been in the major leagues this year. They don't, they haven't developed any bad blood yet. I'll tell you what, now the A's had not won a series in a long time. I don't remember how long, but it had been a while since they had won a series. They got over that hump against the White Sox, especially considering a series where they lost the first game, came back and won two, the next two uh, to, <clears throat> to win that series and kill your, uh, your predictions. But now they face an Astros team that is hitting much better. And that pitching that was so non-existent looked pretty darn good against the Twins. And it was from guys that, again, made, they, made their major league debut early on in this 60-game season. So they don't even really have a full season under their belt, yet they're performing in the big spots. And with the bats helping, the Astros all of a sudden look very formidable. Do you think they make it past the A's? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they, yeah, I think they can because I mean, when you look at their lineup, they still, I mean, they still have guys that can hit and they can rake. I mean, when you got a lineup of Springer, Carrera, Bregman, Altuve, that's that's a pretty good lineup, man. That's I mean, a lot of bat. that's a lot of bat. You know, there's no trash cans, but that's still they, they still that's a lot of bats, man. They're never and, you know, All the it takes, thing. look, all it takes is in any sport, right, for a little bit of confidence, you know, like like the Heat, right? Now the Heat have some confidence. They know they can beat the Lakers. The Astros seem to be finding their groove a little bit. Uh and they're and they're and they're life. yeah, and, and they're and I think they're in they're in that we don't give a fuck mode. Yeah. You know? And playing against the A's, you know, knowing that there's a rivalry there and 
you know, it, it just it. I think it fuels the players a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's um, it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a really good series to watch. I think the A's will pull it off. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sold on the pitching of the Astros. Certainly, you you make a good point. Confidence is a big deal, and obviously, they have some confidence now that they've uh, made it through a series and, and they've pitched really well. But I still feel like the A's are going to be too much. Uh, on the other side, you got the Rays and the Yankees, and I think this is this is pretty clear to me. Can that Rays pitching stop that Yankees offense? Because with with Stanton back in the lineup. The Yankees look like they're going to put up ten runs every day. I mean, it, it looks it looks daunting to face that lineup now. Judge looked good in there, you know. They they had a good lineup even without those two guys. Now you bring those two guys back, man. It's looking it's looking tough to make it through that lineup three times, four times a game. Yeah, no, that lineup is uh, you know it can also rake. But I mean, you know, the Rays have really prided themselves in in pitching and bullpenning, and uh, they've, you know, I mean, they fucking won a division, and it's still a good team. You know, that's another team that's kind of, you know, flown under the radar, kind of right. They don't get yeah. a lot of publicity. They don't get a lot of primetime games. And no one goes to watch them. No one goes to watch them even pre-COVID. before the, even before the pandemic. That's right. So, and, you know, there's also, you know, those those two teams hate each other. Did you know that both those, all four of those teams are, they got placed in the same hotel? Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I almost. Like, you know what? But that's good. Because now you won't have one team fucking with another team by sending strippers over it. <laughs> and pulling fire alarms. Pulling fire alarms, yeah. So now, <laughs> you know, the strippers come, they come for everybody. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think I think the Yankees offense is just about unstoppable. And I don't man, we're gonna talk about it in the National League with the with the Dodgers and the Padres, but Man, that that Yankees offense looks like a train coming downhill, man. I don't think and with no breaks. I don't think the Rays yeah. are going to be able to stop them. Well, you know, as we get deeper into the postseason, you know, p- pitching proves to be uh, what what wins you games deep into into October. So I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> well, now hold on. They didn't put all four teams in the same hotel because there's a, there, there's two locations: L.A. and San Diego. Well, right, what I'm saying is the Astros and the A's are in one hotel mm-hmm. and Yankees Rays in another hotel. But they're right, both yeah. both teams are in one, yeah. Right. That's good. And you know what? I think that's this whole the way they've set up the playoffs, I think, you know, we criticized MLB a lot during the season for the way they the way they handled it and the, and the way they set it up they, where they didn't have a bubble. But this is now, with now that it's the playoffs, they put them in a bubble. I think it's great. It's yeah, really yeah, I think it was the right thing to do. You know. Yeah. On the National League side, here's another thing, right? Here's another one where, you know, the Dodgers obviously are more than just pitching. Uh, obviously, they've got good sticks as well. But the Padres are just flat out mashing again. Um, 
is the is the LA pitching going to be able to slow down that hitting of the Padres enough to win that series? What do you think? Look, I'm at a point where I have no idea because out of the eight series from the first round, from the wild card round, I got three right. So that's not whatever I give you, you fucking fade. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good ratio there, my friend. Huh? That's not a good ratio. No, not at all. I mean, look, I mean, kind of like the Yankees, the, the, the Dodgers are the, you know – are the pick, I guess, if you want to say, right? But yeah. and I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, the home field advantage is out the fucking window. Right. So that doesn't matter. And again, you got a team like the Padres that are not expected to be here, right? This is a really I mean, great they, they this is a really all, great they could all of a sudden find <clears throat> find some pitching too, right? Clevenger is supposed to be back for this series. So oh, is that's he? gonna help. I wasn't sure if he was coming back yet. Uh, look, for the Dodgers, it's all gravy. From uh, for, I'm sorry, for the Padres, it's all gravy from here, right? I think the season that they had, albeit a short season, but still um, a young team, and then winning a series in the playoffs, this great. They're playing with house money now. You know, anything they do now is is extra, and so good for them. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh, series, I think. Uh, we could get a lot of 11-10 ball games or whatever because these two teams can both hit. Yeah. Uh, I think the pitching on the Dodgers' side is better than on the Padres' side, but the Padres really have shown they don't care. I mean, they've been hitting everything. Um, one grand slam at a time. I think it's going to be a great series, but I'm going to go with the Dodgers here. I, I just think there's too many – too much firepower, too many weapons. I mean, Jesus, you look at that lineup, it's tough. And if Kershaw pitches like that, they got a one-two that is damn near unstoppable. I mean, he looked – that was vintage Kershaw. That was vintage regular season Kershaw, right? Not not the playoff Kershaw that that gets smacked around uh, last few years. I mean, he was was dealing the other night against the the Brewers. He looked great. Um, The series no one's talking about, the Braves and the Marlins. I mean, I, I'm willing to bet that if you ask a casual baseball fan to name the four series, they could name three of them, and then they get to that fourth one, and they'd go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody's talking about it because, you know, it's the Marlins in there, right? <clears throat> well, and the Braves aren't exactly, uh, aren't exactly a sexy team either. No, but I, I think they get I think they should be in the conversation with uh with the Dodgers and, and the Yankees, uh as far as, you know, putting up runs and being able to hit. I mean they've they've hit well all season and I question their pitching, but they I mean they, they pitched pretty well versus the Reds. Wow, that was incredible, man. They just absolutely <laughs> shut them down and what was it, twenty two innings of shutout baseball? Yeah. I mean, something like that. something crazy like that. Two and a half games worth. Um, yeah, that, if they pitch like that, they're going to be tough for anybody. Yeah, I think the Braves are going to be too much for the Marlins. Um, the Marlins, I think, are kind of like the Padres, maybe a little bit, uh, obviously a little bit less. I think they're a year or two away uh, from really making some noise. You know, the, the shortened season, I think, helped them out. But they got the big COVID break early on. And, you know, I, I feel like, 
they're just a little too young to to make this step forward against a team that you know the Braves. This Braves team is not old, but a lot of guys who have already got some good experience. So it's going to be tough, tough road to hoe. Well, remember the uh, old three, oh four Marlins were were young too, True. and you know they they kind of they kind of found a way to to get it done. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series or win this series, but um, yeah, you know. When you've seen a team so many times over over the years, uh, you know I, I think it's it, it's a little different. Yeah. You know you 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 play the game a little different. You manage the game a little different. So, you know we'll see what happens. I don't. I honestly I I don't know. All these all these are toss ups to me. I I don't I don't I see one all, as a clear as cut. I think they're all going to be good series. Um... I don't, you know, I don't – sure, one team could go on a run here, right? The Braves could go on a run and, and sweep the Marlins, but not likely. You know, all of them seem like pretty close series. Uh, you may lean one way or the other, but I don't think anyone's going to get their doors blown off, you know, kind of like the Twins did. No? Again. Well, at least your World Series prediction is still alive. Uh, yeah, what was my World Series prediction? Yankees-Braves. Oh, and I think it's going to happen. How incredible would it be if the Astros and Yankees won and they faced off in the ALCS? And then – That would be fucking great. How incredible would it be if the Astros had to face the Dodgers in the World Series? That would be even greater. <clears throat> Get your popcorn ready. That's all I got to say. That's right. Joe Kelly would be able to mock Carlos Correa. I mean, I, I think – I, I think we're gonna see some bench clearing, not not brawls, not punches thrown, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see some uh, we're gonna see some heat, man. I I really think remember, so. Remember, remember earlier this year the A's and the Astros got into it a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, the Astros also got into it with the Dodgers, uh, so it it could happen. And the Dodgers well, and the Braves and the Yankees, you know, with Chapman throwing at at the Rays batters and then the no. Rays throwing at the Yankees. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's a soap there's opera. A, there's another team out there that, you know, in baseball circles, I think the Rays are pretty much universally disliked. They've been in some, they've been in some spats with the Yankees, with the Red Sox. I mean, they, they, they've gotten into a, some fisticuffs with several teams. Um, I think generally people don't like them, uh, you know, and, now they face the Yankees. It could get real interesting real fast. But – and the good thing is, is it all takes place this week. By Saturday, it'll all be done. And, uh, you know, it'll be – the AL Championship Series starts on Sunday, right? The NL Championship Series starts next Monday. So, they're playing five days straight. And then you – or know, they're scheduled for five days straight. Right. And then a one-off day and right into the next series. So, you Sweet. know, you won't, you won't get too much time to sit and rest. Yeah. It's going to be important yeah. to get through the series quickly, right? If you can get through the series quickly, you can set up your rotation for the next one. If not, you know, if you have to go five and you have to go into your bullpen a lot, it could be a problem. All right. Let's see. How about the NFL? Dude. How much, how much does a team like 
the Bills or the Patriots or the Steelers, how much do teams like that wish they were in the NFC East? Holy shit. One, two, and one, first place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's crazy. These Giants have a chance. <laughs> yeah, the, the Giants are literally only a game and a half out after four games. And they're, they're if they go on a three, like if they win their next three and they're three and four, they're going to be sitting pretty in first place. Yeah. You know, those other fools aren't going to do anything. How pathetic. Yeah. A team like Washington, which has looked terrible, even in the game they won, they looked terrible. They're half a game out. Somebody's yeah. going to have to win this division. And right now they seem to be playing hot potato with it. It's terrible. So much for thinking that was or is or was the best division. It's, <clears throat> I mean, it's a horrible division. Well, you know, it's funny. When we, when we broke it down, we both thought it was going to be a two-horse race. And it yeah. was gonna be, we thought it was going to be really interesting to see the Cowboys and the Eagles go <laughs> at it and, and, you know, try to win this division. Instead, it's the Cowboys and the Eagles. I still think those are the two best teams in the division. But neither one of them looks like a team that deserves it. Like they, the NFC East at this point should forfeit their division playoff spot to, to another division. Just give it to anyone else. Give it to the NFC North. Give it, just give it away because you yeah. deserve it. Well, I, I still like the Cowboys in that division. I, I, I think they, they can put up points, plain and simple. They can put up points. They give so, up more than they put up, but they can, get, they can put up. Yeah, but they can put up points. So, uh, I mean, yeah, they, I'll stick with the Cowboys. I, yeah, from, from everything I've seen, they still look like the best team to me. I agree with you. Uh, Philadelphia is starting to look looked a little bit better last night. But even then, they couldn't run the ball. I mean, they, they just – and Carson Wentz is – look, people are criticizing Carson Wentz and saying he sucks and this, that, and the other thing. The dude does not have time. That offensive line yeah. is just – I mean, San Francisco, without Bosa last night, ran right through that offensive line. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <clears throat> yeah, look, the NFC West has Seattle, the Rams, and the Cardinals. 4-0, and 3-1, 2-2, and then the Niners at 2-2. Two and two. Give them that an extra playoff spot. Nah, fuck that. You got to win your division. <laughs> The NFC East does not deserve a playoff spot. You can't argue that. Yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. They all have a negative run uh, point differential. Well, yeah. Well, the NFC West has all positive point differential. Yeah, it's it's not not pretty at all. Hey, the Bills. This, you know, week week three, four, somewhere around there, usually happens. It was this was the week where. All of a sudden, you get all of the upsets, and they're not really upsets. They're just like all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you know, shit happens, right? Like all of a sudden, <clears throat> you get a team like the Bills looking good at 3-0, and and they go out to Las Vegas, and it's a trap game, really. They should win that game, but, you know, it's, shit kind of happens. You know, they get a little fat-headed, I think, sometimes, and, mm -hmm. and, and then they end up losing. Well, the Bills went out there played a tough football game with the Raiders and came out on top. The Bills are really looking – they're looking for real. No one's going to put them in the same conversation with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Right. But maybe we should. 
Well, I mean, you know, I, I think – I mean, they got a good offense, man. I think Diggs – Diggs just opened it up for for Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, and Diggs is not his only target. He's got John Brown, but I think it just gives – you know, it, it just opens things up for the offense a little more. And I mean, Josh Allen is, is, is playing very good. And I mean, like he's, he's in the, he's been in the conversation for the first four weeks, Absolutely. you know, like when people talk about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's, he's not that far away, you know? So. Yeah. Well, no, he's, he's played really well. And, uh, and all, all of a sudden that game tonight between the Patriots and the chiefs, it's, it's, almost like a must win for the Patriots. It looks huge now, right? Because if the Patriots fall to two and two, that's a two game spread. Now, granted, they haven't played head to head, so they could easily make that up just in those two games. But right. it does put a little pressure on, on the, on the Pats. And look, the Pats aren't winning tonight. I mean, let's just face it. They're, they're playing Kansas city. Who's, you know, probably the best team in the league and no Cam Newton. So for all the good and, that Cam Newton's been doing and how good he's looked in that in that offense, now you don't have him. That's a problem. And they may be uh, suffering from jet lag because they traveled today yeah. to Kansas City. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get jet lag. It's not that long of a flight. That's, no, but it's, it's still – it's still. Yeah, no, you know. I, get, I get what you're saying. It's not, uh, it's not ideal to travel on game day. Right. And the game's not late. It's a 6 o'clock Central time game, so – you know, they've had to get a really early flight. It makes for a long day, and it's hard to prepare to play football when you've had to fly all day. As a fan, I don't fucking care. We got two baseball postseason games, two Monday nighters. I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. This work stuff can go fly a kite. <laughs> right? Uh, what other game caught your attention this week? Well, I, we talked about them a little earlier. Their opponent, the, the Cowboys and the Browns. I think the Browns um, played very well. I, I don't know if that's due to the lack of defense of, of the Cowboys, but I mean, the fucking Browns are three and one. I mean, they're playing, they're playing pretty good football. They're you know not turning the ball over, um, and, and we got to see a little bit of what happens. And Baker Mayfield, Landry, and Odell are on the same page, you know. I mean, Odell broke out, three touchdowns. They're running game. I think they're I think they're committing to to the run first, pass second type of uh, you know, scheme. So I I was I'm a I'm a bit surprised that they're three and one right now. Yeah, they did look very good. They are three and one. Those are all great. However, Here's the one thing to, to worry about. Chubb is out for the next six weeks with an MCL sprain. And an MCL sprain can very easily become an MCL tear. So if they bring him back early for whatever reason or, you know, just they, they think he's ready and they bring him back and maybe he's not quite ready, it, it could be a real problem that they lose that, that running feature to their offense. Two, Kareem Hunt. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, that they do have a good serviceable backup, right? You, you're really right about that. But it's not the same thing. Chubb, is, Chubb, is, Chubb has been the real deal for a couple of years. Kareem Hunt was good, but then he had his, all of his problems. I don't know. I'm not sold yet. The other thing you have to remember is they, 
their certainly their last win, right? Put up a lot of points against a defense that is just in shambles with the Cowboys, and they were coming off of an extended rest, right? They had ten days because they played on Thursday night the week before. So you know you you got to kind of temper your enthusiasm a little bit. I think next week could be a trap game, right? That's what we talk about. Sometimes you see teams build a little momentum, and then all of a sudden they get caught because they get a little fat-headed or an inj- a key injury or whatever, and that you may see that with the Browns. Um, but, yeah, they so, play, so far they're looking good. They play the Colts next week. The Colts all of a sudden have, you know, found, have found the defense, and Phillip Rivers is playing decent decent football. So, Yeah. Yeah, should, should be fun. They beat uh, – the Colts beat uh, previously unbeaten Bears team – I hate to say this because we were just talking about Nick Foles last week, but he looked like a backup yesterday. Yeah. Right. Like he, when, when people, when people like us, right. Last week ask, why doesn't Nick Foles ever get the keys to the mansion? Right. The Nick Foles haters say, look at this. And it was That's why. exactly that game. I mean, it was just, it was a poor performance on his part. I mean, just missing open receivers, bad throws, turnovers, the whole thing, and it made you realize, well, you know, maybe he's – maybe he is just lightning in a bottle at certain times, but he's not He's not a 16-game-a-season quarterback. No, not, no, and it definitely showed yesterday, like you said. Um, yeah. Who plays – oh, it's uh, Green Bay and Atlanta tonight, right? Green Bay, yeah, Green Bay and Atlanta. Well, at least Dan Quinn won't get fired after losing this one. He's expected to lose. Unless they get up 16 and then blow it. Which is very possible. Hey, another guy, you know, Dan Quinn's on the hot seat for sure. Another guy that's got to be on the hot seat, which we talked about this forever last last season, Bill O'Brien. The Texans at 0-4, losing to a Minnesota team that was struggling to find its way. Minnesota's offense looked pretty darn good yesterday throughout most of that game. And, you know, that Vikings offense has been not very good this year so far. Kirk Cousins hasn't been very good. And and they put up 31 against the Texans. Is there any hope for the Texans at this point? Uh, yeah, that COVID hits and just shuts down the season and <laughs> they stop football. They can't stop the run. No. They can't stop the run. I mean, Cook just ran all over them. So they have they have issues up front. Wide is not the same. And it's just. Yeah, the years of injuries have kind of taken their toll on, on J.J. Watt. And that line is not not really doing the job anymore. You know, Tennessee is 3-0 and in that division, and uh, the Texans are 0-4. So they're three and a half games out right now. It's not looking pretty for them going forward. Uh-oh. I think we lost Alex. Come back, Alex. Don't leave just yet. We won't say anything bad about the Giants, I promise. All righty. Well, <clears throat> the Buccaneers won yesterday. Well, Alex is gone. So, 
now you get this solo version of the podcast. Like I was saying, the Buccaneers won yesterday. Tom Brady looks like he's enjoying the offense. He's enjoying all the weapons. Put up 38 points against the Chargers who have a decent defense. And um, look, it's going to be a tough road in that NFC South with the Saints. But, you know, those two teams look are looking pretty darn good at this point. The Seahawks, look, <clears throat> they only won 31-23 against the Dolphins. But make no mistake, that was a trap game all the way through. That was a trap game for sure. It's a West Coast team having to go all the way to the East Coast. And they had to play the early game at noon. Uh, all right, one o'clock in in uh, in the Eastern Time Zone. So that was a trap game for them. They still came through and won. The the Seahawks look uh, really legit at four and zero. The Rams won as well over the Giants. I know I said Alex, I wasn't going to talk about the uh, about the Giants, but you're not here, so now I can say whatever I want. Um, and so the Rams are now three and one. That division is really shaping up nicely. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to see how the NFC West shakes out. The Seahawks look like the class of the division, but the Rams also look pretty solid. They've got a, a pretty friendly schedule. While you were gone, Alex, I said I wasn't going to – I promised, I didn't want you to leave, so I said I wasn't going to talk bad about the Giants. So let's just focus on the Rams. The Rams are 3-1. and one. Are they for real? Are they the best 3-1 and one team we've ever seen or the worst 3-1 and one team we've ever seen? I mean, they can only put up 17 points against – Against the Giants, I mean, I, I don't know. Do we trust Jared Goff? I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's the question I have. My question with them is very much their offense, right? That's what I yeah. wonder about. And it'll be a telling sign whenever we see them play the Seahawks because, you know, the Seahawks are going bonkers. Uh, I mentioned while you were gone, that Seahawks game was a trap game right? West Coast team having to go play the early game on the East Coast, and they still won. At 4-0, they look like the real deal. Yeah, no, I mean, Seattle is, uh, you know, they got a lot of weapons, man. Russell Wilson has a lot of weapons. So, uh, you know, they are certainly uh, not a, you know, that's not a fluke 4-0 team. So, yeah. See, once they once they start playing within the division, you know, when they have to match up against all of them, really Arizona, San Fran, the Rams, we'll see if you know they got to be able to win those games. That's when it'll get really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, right now I think Russell Wilson is just Russell Wilson's having an MVP season. I mean, he is just playing lights out. Uh, we had the Broncos and the Jets. We had the Jaguars and the Bengals. Joe Burrow got his first win. That's nice. The Jets are never going to win a football game. I mean, really not much to talk about with those four teams. There's not there, – it wasn't very good football, but, you know, you got you to gotta put 32 teams out on the field every week. And yeah. those four have to what, somebody. I, I'm impressed with Justin Herbert. I think yeah. – I mean, he's, he's really shown – I guess it looks like he's learned the playbook and, you know, kind of adapted well to the speed of the game. And, you know, they had to leave for a little bit there against, against the Buccaneers. That's gotta uh, be, that's gotta be very encouraging for Chargers fans, right? You you draft a kid number one and you, you know, you're going to groom them, but all of a sudden you got to throw them in the fire in week two against, 
uh, against, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions and the kid does well and continues to progress, that's got to be a good feeling if you're a, a Chargers fan. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I guess they have a quarterback controversy. Because no, they don't. No, they don't. You don't, don't think they do? No. If they, they don't, they don't because they're the Chargers. If they were the Giants, the Cowboys, the Patriots, there would be controversy. No. Here's what, here's what they have. They either have no quarterback controversy or they have a head coach on the hot seat because if he brings back Tyrod Taylor, they need to fire that guy. I mean, Tyrod Taylor was was their guy. You know that that was their that was their number one. That, that he was number one on the on the on the depth chart. So yeah, but now but now but now you've got your rookie quarterback, who by the way you drafted to be your franchise quarterback. You didn't pick this. They didn't pick this guy up in the sixth round, hoping he'd be a serviceable backup, right? They they drafted him high in the first round in the hopes that he would be right the quarterback of the future. Well, the future is now. He's good. Run with him. If they bring back Tyrod Taylor, they need to fire the head coach. I agree with you. Herbert should get the shot, but it's not like Tyrod lost his job. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that's why I say that you know they may have a situation there where you know they I'm may want to go back to the Tyrod Taylor. If there's any kind of situation, they need to fire the head coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, just fire him. Just fire him immediately. The minute he, he announces Tyrod Taylor is the, the number one quarterback, fire him. You're fired. The Chargers play. They play, they play the Saints next week. No, should be good. The Saints beat the Lions. Uh, the Lions are one and three. I think the Mike Patricia thing is pretty much over. We can go ahead and – He's going to be gone. Unless he's no, got, unless there's he, no talent there either. Unless he's got some mojo like Dan Quinn or Bill O'Brien, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, there's no talent there either. I mean, that, that team, yeah. they've, never, they've never really built a good enough team, you know. And coaching obviously has sucked in the past for them. They just, I don't know. Yeah. They All right. What else you got from week four of the NFL? Uh, that's about it. I mean, that's it. Sounds good. You ready to wrap this one up? Let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up, man. As always, thank you for watching or listening to the Positive Sports Podcast. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us on the show, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. Excellent. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well, at emontana21. You got anything else, Alex, before we sign off today? Uh, no more drinking no. for you. <laughs> I may still be feeling it. Yeah, that might be. You know, it might be a two-day hangover. Whoa. The movie was several days, right? The movie The Hangover, that went on over several days. So it could happen. True. It could. I'm just glad you know. 
I'm just glad you didn't wake up with a tattoo on your face. <laughs> that would have been unfortunate. Very interesting. <laughs> oh, if you'd have gotten the Mike Tyson tattoo, that would have been hilarious. Are you going to watch Mike Tyson against Roy Jones? I'm sorry? Are you going to watch Mike Tyson and Roy Fuck Jones yeah. fight? Fuck yeah. I'll watch that shit show. I don't care. I love it. Yeah. If they say it's going to be an exhibition, eh, then maybe not. But if they're really going to throw down, I'm really going to watch. I don't give a shit how old they are. Yeah, I feel bad for Roy Jones. Yeah, Mike looks uh, – I, I listened to a podcast with Mike Tyson, and he sounds like he's getting back into it. Like yeah. He sounds like the old Mike Tyson. Must be all that weed he's smoking. Yeah, or maybe he stopped smoking weed. He ain't so mellow anymore. Now he's going back to being a straight-up killer. Actually, I think he is mellow. I watched, uh, what, what is it, the uh, Hotbox, it's called, his his podcast? Yeah. I mean, you know, for a guy that, what he's been through, I mean, to for him to change his fucking life around, I find story. it I find it amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing story. What, what he's it really been is. through and what he's done with himself and where he's been and you know, how he's been kind of mistreated and whatnot. To see where he's at now, man, it's it's an incredible story. It's just yeah. amazing how perseverance, man. What perseverance. All right, man. Well, that's All it. All right, bro. As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.